Hi, and welcome to MC Podcast, ep- episode 33. And um, today in studio, I have Lynn Crabtree, and he and I have just been having a good conversation about the fact that I am here to talk about agricultural topics. And we're going to talk a little bit about cover crops today. We're going to talk about some of the dicamba controversy. You've got an opinion. I've got an opinion. We were going to have an expert here. Experts on paid vacation. To yeah. And better, for, better climate than we're better in. climate than we're in. And, and, and I'm here. And in fact, I think in two weeks, I've got to go to Canada. I, I don't mind being in Canada. Canada in late January. I just want you to know I'm I'm doing this for you, Lynn Crabtree. I'm not on the beach. And I appreciate that. While Jerry's on the beach with his lovely wife <laughs> Sheila and they're enjoying the sunshine, soaking it up. But it's a it's a it's an educational seminar. There you go. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So well good. So um just uh here here we are, New Year, two thousand eighteen. Um any anything anything you want to say about uh, about the, the coming year? Any 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 excitement? Any uh, any anything new that you that you know of coming down the pipeline for 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 you and your family? I, 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 this is this is a personal kind of thing. Okay, so then let me back up just a little bit since you're including that. This past Christmas was probably the most fun one oh, nice. ever. Yeah, I've got two three-year-old grandchildren, one little boy, one little girl, and then I've got a toddler and a and a uh, and a and a and a, and a baby. Yeah. And um, those those three year olds playing Santa Claus, taking the gifts around, and and listening there intently when I'm telling them about the baby Jesus and what nice. Christmas is all about. Nice. You know, their 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 attention span now is long enough that they can they can take part in all the things that they were that we were doing and. And uh, it was it was it was Paul and I both agree it was our best Christmas ever. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, you got you got uh, you got Sawyer and, and Brooklyn coming up to you, and they're delivering a, a Christmas gift to you. And they come up there and they and they hand that gift off, and then they stand there and they look up at you, you know, with these with these big eyes, you know, asking, expecting you to ask them, could you help, help Pop <laughs> open this, you know, and then and ripping into the paper, but. You know, a year ago, if it was a wrapped gift, they were tearing into it anyway. Yeah. You know, it didn't make any difference. But it was it was a cool Christmas, nice. so we had a we had a great, great, great time. And then looking forward to this coming year. I mean, you don't you don't ever want to. I mean, we're in, we're still in the middle of seventeen eighteen sales season. Yeah. You know, and and how that is shaping up, and and how it's all all going, and it, and it looks really good, and a lot of reason for optimism and growth. Uh, but I think that looking at 2018-19 sales season and some of the things that are coming on, new developments in R&D, uh, some potentially uh, new um, spaces that we're moving into that we're marketing and moving sales and things and, and areas that we have R&D has completed to work and got really great hybrids that have been proven there for the last you know few years. I think that looking at this this next sales season may be my most exciting one ever. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of new relationships, a lot of a lot of things going on. There are there are a lot of good things going on in uh, in Master's Choice, and so I'm really excited to see what this is this is going to unfold, and in, in some of these new relationships, and how these things are going to work out, and and what uh, what all we're going to be uh, what all we're going to be involved in, and how how things are really going to take off. It's going to be exciting. So 
to kind of get into our topic today, and and you and I will will we'll preface this by saying you and I are are somewhat a little bit different sides of the fence. Yeah, I don't know whether whether people would understand this. I mean, would have no reason to understand this or not. But some of the best days are days when you and I get to. Um, discuss things that we don't necessarily agree on. Some people would say that that's arguing. That's not me and you. No, no, no. We we will debate something. There you go. We will debate something. And, and both of us, I think, are are secure enough in our opinions and our knowledge that a lot of times we're right. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's just a lot of times we're yeah. right. But I can be convinced if I'm wrong. You you can be convinced if you're wrong. If there's good, solid evidence and facts, we, we can do that. And we can discuss and we can – and you're right. It's, it's Some, of, some of my most fun dates here are days sitting down and, and debating with you. Yeah, and, 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 and it's fun for me because, you know, usually you come around to understanding that I'm right, you know. And so you go through these, you go through these phases, you know. And and at first, when I throw this thing out there, you know, and you don't necessarily agree with me, or if it doesn't yeah. click immediately, we go through the poochie face yeah. stage. You know, it's the not really poochie face. It's oh just, yes, it's poochie face. I don't get, yeah, okay. It's poochie face. Poochie face. Mm, you know, I'm not sure. And yeah, <laughs> and 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 then it begins to come into a little more of an enlightened stage, and then and then it is, and then it is. Yeah. Okay, you know. All right, I, I, I see. I, I love I see to see this. you work through that. That's that's fun for me. <laughs> it is. It is. So, but this is. And one, I'm kidding. I'm I, not always right. I know. I know. And, and I was kidding too. I'm. I'm only mostly right. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. So, but this this is one of those areas where where we we kind of have different opinions, and we are not experts. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface that neither one of us are experts and know everything that's going on with with dicamba beans. And 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 what have you, and um, and so uh, so we're just kind of we're just kind of throwing out opinions and ideas here, and we're just going to kind of discuss that. I, I I think I think um, so I think dicamba beans are here to stay. I I, I just I, I think that they are, and I'm not so sure that they're not going to be the next Roundup ready kind of kind of thing. You know, um, you know we. We lots of people having having trouble with this with the neighbors, you know. Um, in in my limited understanding, spray you got you got beans that are that are basically resistant to to, to dicamba. You spray dicamba on it, kills all the weeds, and it's a herbicide. And but that but that dicamba will volatilize, right? With the temperature change, it'll actually it actually volatilize in the air. The wind can move it to a field, set it down, and and it kills all of the beans on the neighbor's place. That 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 are not dicamba tolerant, correct? Right. That, that's well, you know. Let, I, let, let's let's go ahead and expand a little bit more on that. I think that this is a topic that deserves conversation. I think that it's a topic that uh, that we probably need to cover more on, and I think it's a topic that deserves more expert opinions that's, than what yeah. you and I are going to be able to bring sure. to the table today. Sure. I think that you and I will bring a little bit different bent to this, but you know the the um, you know two four D's been around forever and. And it's it where we come where we disagree mostly is on the amount and substantiation of the re- deregulation that's going to need to take place for this to be able to be successful for it not to have any more uh, guidelines than it had a year ago with all the crop damage and and, yeah. and people can deny the crop damage if they want to I've personally seen you know enough that that, that warrants that this can't go on under the current structure sure and so I think that you know that. As much as I want to, as much as as much as I'd like to argue points 
back with you about whether it's whether dicamabines are here to stay or whether they aren't is is kind of mute. I think that states have already begun to regulate, you know, the utilization yeah. if and and how when you know our uh, wind speed, you know, and and it and 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 hours during the day right. that it's going to be able to be applied right. and 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 the different formulations of of dicamba, you know, all of those things are going to enter into play, but it's going to get to be a a pretty rigorous task for a farmer to be able to comply out there. And then with the risk from insurance that exists, your crop insurance is going to enter into this play and it's going to be very, very difficult to make this thing fly under the, under, under some of the, and, and guidelines changed last October. States have made changes since last October. I mean, it's a, it's a different game than it was. And so, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that we're so far, far apart with what we I, think. I, and I, I think, I think you're right. Uh, you know, we we like to, uh, you know, we we like to discuss passionately, and some people may take that as the fact that we completely disagree with each other. But we, or that we're angry, or that we're angry. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm just passionate. I just, you know, and um, you know. So, yeah, I, I see that. And you're right. You know, regulations, I, I, I agree with you. I think some regulations had to change because, you know, the thing that always bothered me was was the guys who were denying that some of this was happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, you know, it was just kind of kind of ludicrous. Although I do think there were guys who were overly sensitive. I think anytime beans looked off, Oh, it's Dicamba. Oh, it's Dicamba. You know, and and so that's where I was kind of like, hey guys, let's not quite have this knee jerk reaction to it, you know, and and everybody, you know, screaming that Dicamba needs to go away, and uh, and you know, my my thought was always, look, we had the same back in the back in the nineties, we had the same argument with Roundup. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, came, Roundup came out. You know, of course, there's not the volatilization. There was a little bit of drift. People's beans, you know, neighbors' non-Roundup ready beans got dinged, and oh yeah, you know, and 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 yet here we see. I don't know what the percentage of beans grown in the United States are Roundup ready now, which has caused some of this problem. Well, you know, the extend beans that are that are out there today, you know, are are, are Roundup and dicamba. You yeah. got Enlist that's coming on yeah. that's going to be Roundup and. And uh, dicamba and and um, um, mine just went blank. Yeah, you're going to get me to lie. Liberty, liberty. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, here's the here's the takeaway from all of this. I think you know. I think that I think people can line up on both sides of the fence, yeah. and 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 boy, they have. And and people have been shot and killed over this issue. Yeah. I mean, this is a serious and yeah. passionate issue, and it's not one to be taken lightly. And that's not what we're doing here. But no. there's that there's a takeaway here yeah. for folks. And the takeaway is that get it in your heads that there isn't any new chemical formulations in the pipeline that are going to come down the path. Right, right. Di- I, dicamba, I mean, we, we talk about dicamba beans like they're new, like dicamba's new. But dicamba's been around. 2,4-D as a chemical, yeah. as a weed killer, has been around for a long, long, yeah. long, long time, since when before I was a kid. Right. But... Um, and that was a long time that ago. That was a long, long <laughs> Really? We can agree on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We won't even have to the debate Earth's that The crust one. was still cooling. It was cooling, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, 
the the point here is is that in in our farmers' lifetimes there has always been something next on the horizon yeah. that's going to come along. Yeah, we get out there and we you know atrazine was the greatest thing since ever when when I started farming. Right. I mean, we put down some atrazine and in, in a little bit and you just woo, this is amazing. You know, and then it took a little more and then it took a little more and then we begin to come sensitivity and then we had to you know to begin to develop yeah. combinations of chemicals to be able to take care. There's always been that next level that next fallback and i think that i think that what our what people farmers need to realize today is that there's nothing in the pipeline that's going to come along quickly now yeah. that's going to alleviate some of the sensitivity issues so what are you going to do about it so yeah it, but i want to i want to back up one step there why don't we see this you know what i mean we 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 got all kinds of scientists and ag scientists and weed scientists and and chemical companies, why why don't we see? Why I, I mean, it, why isn't somebody sounding the alarm? Yeah, why isn't somebody sounding the alarm? Why isn't somebody? I mean, are they more are are these chemical companies m- m- too focused on traits? Are they too focused on pharmaceuticals? I mean, why why don't we why don't we see somebody really digging in here? I mean, it looks like a place in the market that if that that it's it's this broad you know we ought to be able to find something to plug in i just i don't know why there's not do, i mean do you have any opinions yeah it's commerce i mean i mean the things that we are promoting are the are the chemicals and the traits you yeah. know they're they're large i'm i'm not throwing stones here this no, is no, saying no, 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 no. I'm, is... I'm not throwing stones here there are you know the 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 the, large, the major seed companies, the influencers that are out there in the business today that are helping with management on the farm are selling are selling the chemicals, they're selling the seeds, they're selling the, you know the processes, they're they're involved in some of the biologicals and, and and fertility, and so they're not encouraging crop rotations, they're right. not encouraging cover crops, you know they're encouraging the product that they sell. That's nothing wrong with that. That's right. business, okay. But what what our what our farmers the the guy who's getting the the job done on the farm what they are going to have to understand is is where that motivation is coming from yeah. and is it working today and what's the chances of it continuing to work in the future and i think that if we're honest with ourselves we we can see a deterioration of our effectiveness yes. and so we're going yes. to need to begin to look elsewhere and it isn't going to be that next chemical, chemical because line because because the next chemical line isn't, isn't it isn't there, there. it's yeah. not in it's not in the pipeline and and you know and it's not that there aren't weed scientists that are out there that are proclaiming that because there certainly yeah. is, you know, and they're sounding the alarm, but who's going to pick it up? Right. You know, in, in terms of, in terms of marketing, there's not a lot of money in cover crops. Yeah. It's pretty tight, you know, and, and so there's not a lot of marketing dollars for someone who is, who is growing and, and marketing cover crops to, to be out there sounding that alarm pretty loudly for people to hear. But I think one of the things that we can move towards here is you and I can begin to talk about some of the advantages yeah. of cover crops and some of the things that people will see, you know, from the utilization of cover crops and why we see cover crops as a solution yes. to the to do this problem of weed sensitivity that we that we have such passionate issues about things like dicamba. Exactly, you know, and and I, I think you know we are we are definitely both of us are on that same same page that. That we've got to get, we got to get our soils healthy. Yes, and 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 part of that comes from from my side looking at nutrition to see when we've got when we've got healthy soils, we got healthy soils. We have healthy plants. When we have healthy plants, we got we got higher quality forage. Yes, period. You know, so so for 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 me, 
you know, there, there's a vested interest there. When I want a guy to grow high quality forage, I, I want him to be looking at his soils and I want him to be, to be understanding, you know, look, when, when we have healthy soils and healthy plants, we got high, we got high quality, um, we got high quality forage for, for a guy who is just a row crop guy who's not feeding it. He's, he, he can see advantages in, in, in less weed pressure in um, in, you know, uh, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a weed scientist. I'm not a soil scientist. Okay, I'm, so so disclaimer, right? You know, and so somebody can probably shoot holes all in all in some some of what 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 I'm going to say today. Um, but you know, when there are certain weeds that only grow when soils are not healthy, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. And 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 those things flourish when when soils are are not healthy. And, and so when we can when we can develop systems. That begin to to look at all of that to say why why are we having this, then 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 we make we make the farm more more efficient, and and more profitable. But I don't I don't understand, I don't understand. And and you know we live in Southern Illinois and things are are are, are different around here. And we've seen a lot of guys be planting more cover crops and what have you. But we talk to guys in Central Illinois and they you know they've got they've got topsoil that's you know six foot deep and 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 organic matters that are off the charts and they're not planting cover crops because they they you know they we don't see any need for this and why do i need to spend money and why do i you know why do i need to do that but yet we still are having to come up with these things like dicamba to kill the weeds mm-hmm. and um and so i just uh i i i would agree with you that we've got to get we've got to get a system in there but it all comes down to you know the companies that that sell it there's not a whole lot of money in cover crops. There's not a whole lot of money for the marketing and for the understanding of it. But at the same time, there's so much benefit that can be that can be brought out from them. Um, and you know, you know, I I hear I hear guys all the time talk about, well, I kind of plant cover crops. I, I planted wheat this year. <laughs> you know, wheat's not a cover crop. It's better than nothing. It's it's a whole lot better than nothing. It's a whole lot better than nothing. But it's not really, you know, I mean, it's not really a cover crop. All right. So when we're when we're talking about a cover crop, just kind of give us, just kind of Lynn, just kind of give us what what your broad definition or, or you know of, of of cover crop is and what the goals for a cover crop are. I think that I think that you understand this so well because you you made a you made a great disclaimer about what you're not, but what you are is a is a ruminant scientist. Yeah, and so you look at you look at the rumen and what it what causes it to be healthy and effective mm-hmm. and and efficient. And so you wouldn't think about not feeding a ruminant a, a dairy cow, a, you know, a, a, cow, a steer, or yeah, whatever. whatever. You wouldn't yep. think about allowing a a, a period of more than a few hours go by before you're refueling that rumen and you're and you're doing that because you understand the the microbiology within yeah. the rumen yeah. and and what it takes to to make it proliferate mm-hmm. and make it at its most effective best its most efficient best and so you know you got to continue to fuel that now what what our row crop farmers are not really picking up on is that same science that the that the biology in the soil and and, and you can argue this point is not that dissimilar from yeah. the biology that's in the rumen. Right. And so we've got we got the microbiology out there that we're not feeding when we've got dead soils, you know, for, for six months out of the year. Yeah. And so cover crops in its in its in its 
in its or in its beginnings are anything that's growing out there. Twelve months out of the year. I mean, I think that yeah. cover we can we can ex, we can experience cover crops. We think of cover crops during the winter time, yeah, but yeah. I think that there are cover crops that can be experienced at different times during the okay. year. Goal is let's keep something growing out there twelve months out of the year, so that that soil biology has got something to 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 be to be working off of, to be feeding off of, and. And, and then a lot of people think that just because it's winter time and we're froze on top of the ground that we're not we don't have activity going on under the ground. But those roots or those plants are growing throughout the winter, you know, yeah. and yeah. and going deep. Yeah. So, so there's we need to look at to answer your question. We need to look at what we're doing with a cover crop and then what we expect to get from okay. it. So number one, I think that we want something growing out there. Okay. You know. 12 months out of the year just so that the soil biology has got something to feed off of. Right, right. In, in that case, wheat would, wheat would serve. It doesn't root as deeply, you yeah. know, as some other things would, but, but there's, it, it's kind of covering but, the base. But, but I, so I, I just want to stop here, and I, I want to make sure that we're making this point. You know, we think about the soil feeding the plant. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times we think about, oh, well, I got to, I gotta, you know, put on my fertilizers. I got to do all this. I got to put on my manure. I got to do this so that my soil will feed the plants. But there's a, there's a relationship there between plants and soil where actually the plants are feeding the soil. Yeah. You know, and, and so we got to think about what are we doing to feed the soil? Okay. All that, right. that biology is, is what sustains. Right. Is, is, is sustainable agriculture. And, and we need to move more towards that. So we got we need something growing out there year round. We need to we need to reclaim nutrients that that could otherwise be lost in the groundwater. We have a lot of issues with runoff, mm-hmm. with with mm-hmm. with drainage, with drain off, and and we need to make sure that we're, we're we're reclaiming some of those. You know, when you look at some of the statistics that Extension comes out with when they're talking about, let's just say we have a corn and soybean rotation, which okay. which takes up much of the you know yeah. m- much of the Midwest, right. That corn and soybean rotation, that those beans are out there, and they're fixing nitrogen in the ground that can be utilized by the next year's corn crop. But as you know, with a with a with a really wet winter and 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 some standing water, you know, we leach all of that yeah. nitrogen, and it's lost to that next year's co- corn crop. So you know, it and it's more than that. But we can, but we're salvaging, we're scavenging nutrients that are out there with a cover crop that would otherwise be lost. Okay. So we're 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 actually. We're we're not gaining fertility through scavenging, but we're saving what those nutrients okay. which are there. Yeah, and so healthier soils, you know, salvage those salvaging those nutrients. I mean, we 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 can go in a, an extended conversation here right. over the benefits of of cover crops, but kind of where it affects the dicamba issue is that we're making healthier soils, which are more which are more respondent, you know, not as dead and, and not as dependent on a weed growing to mm-hmm. replace the micronutrients, which are going to be lost, you know, without, uh, without something growing out there year round, without a healthier soil that's, that's out there. So I like to see, I like to see something growing out months. there 12 months out of the year. And if somebody's doing that, you know, they're, they're doing, doing the best thing, but now do you need to loosen your soil? You know, what, what are your, what are your, um, what are your CECs in that right, soil? What right. is the organic matter in that soil? Because across the board, nationwide, organic matter is declining. declining. And so we need to do something to get that back, and having something growing out there year-round is going to help 
in, improve that as well. So it's going to help our moisture carrying capacity of the soil. You know, it's 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 going to do a, a, a lot of those kind of things. So if we have some tighter soil, do you need a do you need a radish? Yeah. Do you need a turnip? Do you need one of those one of those big tiller radishes that just you know. I mean, they get this long, and then they've got a they've got an extra root on the bottom that are actually down there busting up that 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 tight clay soil and stuff. Have you got some time to stick a legume out there that you might be able to accumulate some nitrogen on? You know, I mean, yeah. uh, there's a there's a there's a myriad of of, uh, of combinations for cover crops that we could put together, and there are cover crop experts out there, which I am not. Yeah, they will tell you what and why to put you know what what you're going to put together. But you're but the basic premise is why am I doing well, this? Right. And what do I hope to achieve by it? Yeah. You know, there's not just one size fits all solution to a cover crop. No, and, and that's true. And, it, and, you know, and especially as we, as we look at a livestock producer, I mean, a livestock producer has a great advantage of growing a cover crop, especially if he can, if he can grow, grow something that he can harvest, harvest. and feed, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, you know, and then we're, then we're expanding the amount of, of energy per acre that he, that he can get in that whole year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, you know, it's, it's not just one, one crop or, you know, maybe two crops, but we can, we can expand that out. And, and one of the things that I think is really interesting there with that is I'm, is I'm just kind of, kind of thinking through things, you know, we, we got, we, maybe we have something growing 12 months out of the year, but there are systems in certain parts of the country and, and I'm no, I'm no cover crop expert, and but, but there are systems that, that maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, 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 you know, four and a half rotations in two years. It, you know, maybe it's not just three in a row, but, but we really think about this as not just one year, but two and three and four years out, out, out in, and, and really having this, this system where we're, where we're really kind of building a lot of that and not just, okay, well, I'm going to grow corn silage and then I'm going to, I'm going to put my triticale on and then I'm going to harvest my triticale and, you know, Okay, you know, and then I'm gonna plant my sorghum, and you know, and and moving on through those things. But but a, a system that that really we can sit down and plan. And so, okay, here's where I want to get with my soil health in five years, mm-hmm. and and here's where I want to get with my forage in five years, mm-hmm. and and what 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 do I need to do? And there are there are experts out there who can who can help lay those things out for guys and really really you know uh, help. With the with the productivity and profitability of a farm, just by adding adding some of these rotations in. So, saying that and knowing that different regions are different things, what what are what are some of your favorite cover crops for 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 specific things? You know, I mean, you know, what 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 can you if I got if we talked a little bit about radishes. So if I got tight soils and need to bust those up and grow organic matter. What what are what are some of those what are some of those favorite cover crops that you have just knowing knowing that regions are different or maybe we even lay it this way to you, Lynn. If if you were farming today in southern Illinois, okay, what kind of cover crops would you be looking for and to to and what advantage would you gain from them? I like a I like cereal rye or triticale because of their ability to root more so than than wheat for a for a back for a basis of the cover crop. You got something you gotta have you know, uh, that's going to formulate the basis of that cover okay. crop. And so, you know, I think, uh, I think a cereal rye or, or, you know, a triticale, which is half rye or they're, you know, a, yeah. a, a combination of rye, rye and wheat. M- might make a better 
basis for the cover crop that I would use, then I like I like ryegrass. Yeah. I like annual and Italian ryegrass, depending on where you're at, so that you can you know you can get some survivability of that ryegrass through the winter. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of areas we can use an annual ryegrass, and in some others we can't. Uh, some folks are, are are afraid of ryegrass because of of, uh, of being able to kill it in the yeah, spring, yeah. you know. Uh, but we've we've never experienced that when you get your water pH right and you and you and and, and that and it's not too dense that your spray can't get through the 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 the, the mat of okay. what's out there. So a guy that's you know some of our dairymen that are harvesting that let's say triticalian ryegrass combination, you know they're going to get that thin that stand thin enough that that uh, that you can that you can burn down that that ryegrass you know on next trip or you know for our friends that are out there that are plowing still you know that's that you know that no problem there um then maybe um um a radish a tillage radish your 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 ryegrass really has a tendency to root deeply you mm-hmm. know i've, I've been yeah. at, seen seen some digs where you got ryegrass roots out eight ten feet deep wow you know wow. and it's just an, an incredible thing for loosening up the soil and creating some pathways through the soil uh, but in addition if i've got some if i've got some hard pan issue if i'm trying to get some tough soil back which that's very typical these days we got some tough soils that we need to kind of reclaim put in a little bit of put in a little bit of a tillage radish might put in a little bit of a legume there uh, everybody's got their favorite combinations, and I don't want to dis- discount yeah. anybody's favorite combination. But like I said, there are different 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 circumstances are going to require a little bit different methodology. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, in different areas of the country are gonna are gonna have things that are just going to work better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, in in different varieties. And there and, and and again, there are experts out there. There are people out there who can help with this. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are there are there are companies out there who 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 have. Um, you know, who, who have these, these products available. And, and, and so, you know, it, it's not, it, it's not like, it's not like they're, you know, they're hard to find or you can't find them. And, and then again, you know, let's be honest, cover cops aren't expensive. No. And, and we're, and we're used to that and we're easing into the cost of cover crops and everybody's resisting it. And that's why it's a difficult sale. You know, I mean, you can run anywhere from, from, uh, five, six bucks an acre, you know, with a, with a bushel of weed all the way up to $40 an acre with some combinations, maybe even more than that. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, what's that worth? What's, what, what are our fertility dollars going for today? You know, um, what are we spending on, on extended seed treatments and what are we spending on, on trait packages, you know, that, that are really, uh, get right down to it are a result of, of our compounded from, uh, as a result of unhealthy soils, yeah. you know we've got it. We've got more. We've got more insects. We've got more. We've got more um, weeds. We've got more issues because yeah. the soil health is is deteriorating. Definitely, definitely. And then that thing compounds itself. Yeah, it does. And, and it's just kind of it's kind of a, a catch twenty two. One thing kind of builds on another, builds on another. And we're building, building, building right now without many solutions in the future. So that's where we've got to begin to back up here and look at and look at some different things. Keep on doing the same thing we're always doing. We're going to expect some results, but it's it's only going to get worse. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'd agree. Lynn, thanks for coming in today. Appreciate, yeah. I appreciate the conversation. I always appreciate sitting down shooting the bull with you and we didn't argue all that much over no, that can beans, no we, did we? we didn't we didn't and that's okay yeah <laughs> so but no i appreciate it um and so i i uh i i wish you the best in 2018 you and your family love y'all very much appreciate Same y'all here. so much 
And so, uh, no, thanks for coming in. All right. Hey, guys out there listening, appreciate you listening in. Um, hope that you got something for this. If not, at least we made you think about something. So remember that you can always find us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and always, always at seedcorn.com. Thanks for joining us, guys.